Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast listeners out there. Thank you so much for carving out some time for the podcast. Mike and I are always totally humbled. We are graciously thankful for all of the listeners and all of the support that you guys are giving us out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't say thank you enough. We're going to continue our team preview series here, and we're going to dive deep. We're going to go long. We're going to Weber State and the Big Sky. That's right. Weber State's the favorite in the Big Sky this season, and we decided that it would be a good idea to talk to Brandon Garside from the Standard Examiner. You can follow Brandon at Brandon Garside, capital B, capital G, for Twitter, and you can hit him up on Facebook and you can find the Brandon Garside Facebook page, and you can also find uh, some information on the Standard Examiner Facebook page. That's where some of the, they put some of their content out. So please, if you're looking for a closer look at Weber State, go ahead and hit that up. Don't be afraid to, to visit fi- uh, Facebook. Have Brandon's uh, Weber State intellect infect your basketball mind. On this particular conversation, Pete Maravich was brought up. A 40th anniversary was brought up. We talked about the connected team. We even talked about a UNC Gonzaga blueprint that they might follow. There's a lot of interesting pieces here that you might want to listen to to get keyed in on the Big Sky and Weber State. We just want to say thank you to Brandon for giving the podcast a little time. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the conversation with Brandon Garside of the Standard Examiner. Cheers, Salancha. Gratulatia. Enjoy. Ah, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in once again as we continue our team preview series for the 2017-2018 season. And we will leave no stone unturned in this team preview series. Today, we have brought in Brandon Garside from the Standard Examiner. You can follow Brandon at Brandon Garside, and you can check out Facebook page and check out Standard Examiner Facebook and Brandon Garside's Facebook page for his information. And we're going to talk some Weber State hoops. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, helping the listeners get educated on some, uh, you know, out west mid-range basketball that they might not have their eyes or their ears on. Uh, So hopefully we're going to educate through their ears. That sounds good. I I think one of the best returning players that you guys have on the team back, how about Zach Braxton? 6'9 junior, average double points and uh, double figures and uh, points, six boards, shot at 60% from the field, and he did it all in only like 23-ish minutes a game. Will Braxton see more minutes this season? Has his free throw stroke improved a little bit? And could Braxton actually average a double-double in the big sky? And do you think he's going to play a long newcomer, Bricot Chapman, and they're going to play those two big guys together, maybe copy the UNC or Gonzaga blueprint with playing two bigs together? Can you start off by talking about Braxton a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Braxton's definitely, uh, you know, uh, a, a big load to handle down low. Um, he he um, causes a lot of problems for defenses just because th- there's not a lot of that same size and skill in, in the big sky like he has. But the thing is, the reason why he didn't get a ton of playing minutes last year is because he got into foul trouble quite a bit. And so and anytime he'd pick up the two quick fouls in the first, he'd, you know, get pulled and, you know, they'd have to wait uh, wait until the, the second half to put him in. But um. But yeah, he and he's and he knows that he knows that he he knows the play he that he needs to play smarter. So I think he'll do that. As far as free throws, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, sometimes 
there's just nothing you can do about it. But but we'll see. I'm sure that's something that he's also been working on as well. But yeah, he's yeah he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But you mentioned Burkat Chapman, and uh, he, I I think he is going to be probably the biggest playmaker for the Wildcats this season. They have a lot of different uh, weapons on offense for sure. But uh, Burkat Chapman transferred from the University of Utah. I forget how high he, he was one of the highest ranked uh, kids coming out of high school. I think he was the highest ranked kid coming out of out of out of the state of Utah, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong on that, but uh, he was, you know, they were really big on him in high school, went to Utah, didn't really like it that much. So he decided to transfer, stay close to home. Um, and he is a guy that will accompany Braxton and, and that will complement Braxton very well because he can really stretch the floor. Um, he's got a big body, but he can handle the ball, and he's got a great touch as well, great shooter's touch. So he's a guy who can get it done in a, in a lot of ways, and he's going to spread the floor for the Wildcats and uh, uh, you know help his team get some open looks and, and you know uh, keep that offense fluid. Sounds like he's a multi-dimensional player with mm-hmm. uh, you know a unique skill set with that size at six nine. Along with Braxton, you need to load inside. You need that required big. It sounds like you have like a. It sounds like Chapman could be that impactful wing player, but let's call it what it is. We know that you need some veteran backcourt established ball handlers uh, when it comes around to conference play and when it comes around to March. And it seems like you might have a couple of those guys. You want to talk about Ryan Richards, six fort guard. He can just flat out shoot it. Is it possible that he's going to put up more threes? Will his role be expanded during his senior season? And how much are they going to rely on Richards in the leadership role and uh, ball handling responsibility? So it's, it's Ryan Richardson. Very good. Uh, I, I I don't know if he'll take on more of a load in the that'll show up in the box score, but he's definitely taking on more of a leadership role, whether that's just, you know, vocally or even uh, just, you know, playing by example, just, you know, hustling and and, and all that good stuff. Um, but as far as taking more of a load, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. He, I think it's it's possible. I mean, in the in the pickup game, in the in the purple and white game, um, he carried his team and I think he he scored like I want to say seven straight for his team in the inner squads uh, scrimmage and um, was just a leader and stepped up when his team needed him to and he's capable of doing that will he be relied on every game to to, to step in and, and take care of that scoring load every game no he, you know the, like I said you know there's other weapons but he's certainly capable of you know, scoring uh, some, getting some points on the board in a hurry. So, I, I, I like I said, I think more of his the biggest change for him is going to be the leadership role as just you know just getting getting the team together vocally and just just being a voice on the floor. Sounds like Richardson does have influence on the practice floor and in the huddle and maybe even in the locker room. One of his backcourt mates is Jarek Harding, six one soft. Scored double digits in his last seven games, and he made the All Big Sky All Tournament team. Will his minutes increase? He only played about 17 minutes per game. Uh, he's going to make the jump this year in his sophomore season, and, and we're going to see a big increase in efficiency and numbers for, for Harden. You know, it certainly looks like it could, that that could happen. Um, he showed a lot of promise last year, especially late in the season, like you mentioned. He can just flat out score in in a number of ways. He's he's super quick. Um, he can jump. He can get up. Um, he, he, you know, he crashes the glass on defense as well. And uh, yeah, and and he's going to see more time on the floor too because Cody John is who was who another guard is going to be out the entire season. He's kind of working with uh, uh, some back issues right now, and he's done for the year. So that that's that's. Uh, I mean, luckily the 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 depth at, at guard is is 
is pretty strong. Um, they got a lot of promising young guys, but you know they are young, so there's that. But uh, you know, Jarek Harding is is um, I think he's ready to start in that position. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's going to turn a lot of heads and and really embrace that role. I mean, there, I think there's always a bit of a learning curve when um, more is asked of you. I think we'll see that early, but I think as the season goes on and as Jarek, you know, gets his his feet under him, that we're going to see a lot of the same, you know, that we saw uh, at, at the end of last year. And he and I do think that he'll, you know, see an improvement and yeah, be be one of the top contributors for the for the Wildcats. Yeah, it seems like he would be an unbelievable compliment to Braxton inside, uh, you know, Chapman on the wing, uh, Richardson. And, and then let's we don't want to forget about Dusty Baker. Is he going to shoot it over 50 percent from three this year? It's nice to have him back in the fold, too. How does he fit into the rotation? And, and what do you see his impact coming back for Baker? Well, one thing I love about Baker, yeah, I mean, for sure, he, he he's a lights out shooter. And, and you know, like, and yeah, that 50, asking if he, you know, he could shoot over 50% again. You, right. you know, we'll see. I mean, because last year, it wasn't like he was shooting a ton. He just was really, really good at picking his spots. He knew when to shoot and when not to. And obviously, it showed in the box score. He was lights out. I think at one point, I, I, he might have led the conference last year in, in three point percentage. If not, I'd be very surprised. But not yeah, he only was, he was he, close, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And not only is he a great shooter, but he and and I say this carefully, especially with fans here in Utah. But he has an almost Maravik esque passing skill to him. He doesn't. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I got I got to be careful. But th- there, there's some times where he makes a pass and it just draws ooze out of the crowd, regardless of if the the play's finished or not. And so he's capable of doing that. It doesn't happen often. But when it does happen, um, you, you know, the play's got to be there, obviously. But uh, he's a great passer, a great facilitator. So, but yeah, uh, you know, when they need a shot and and he's and he feels like it's the right opportunity, he, he'll take it. And more more often than not, he's going to make it. So I, I think he can stay over 50%. I, I really do. Because just because he's such a smart player. Like I said, he just knows how to pick his spots really well. And on top of that, like I said, just a great facilitator for this team. And, and it really really compliments well. It's what I love about this team. I think they're balanced all around and they have they have guys that can get it done just you know one through five. Yeah, it sounds like that's exactly what you need in the backcourt. You need that trusted ball handler and it sounds like he might have a couple of moves up his sleeve or at least on his inside pocket uh, of his jacket to throw out every once in a while to get those oohs and ahs. Let, let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, uh, Coach Randy Ray. Yeah. He's been, he's been the head coach for 12 seasons there. He was the head coach there. We have to mention, you know, uh, Dame Lillard. He has a winning percentage at home of like, I don't know, like 85%. It seems a little crazy. Can you talk a little bit about his like characteristic? What makes him great? What makes him such a great coach for guards? What contributes to his sustained success over there in Utah? It's it, you know it's a million dollar question because I'm sure every coach across the country would you know would like to have that same success on you know regardless of the level and uh, as far as the guard question the Big Sky is a very guard driven league so to yeah. be successful you have to have good guards and so uh, you know on the recruiting trail that's you know what he hits hard what, what he yeah it's what he hits hard and so you know they hit the lottery with uh, with Lillard and they've used him and used his success to get more guards. Uh, they got a guy coming in, Israel Barnes from Kansas. Uh, yeah, he's from Wichita. And uh, mm-hmm. and he says that he's probably, and he, and he told me that he might be a starter for him next year as a freshman. So, wow. Um, yeah, but I mean, you, you, it, it's not just Lillard. I mean, after Lillard, you had Davion Barry, who I think is with Raptors 905 right now in the, in the G League. And then you have uh, Jeremy Sanglin after that, who... He got, he got drafted in the second round, right? 
Uh, he didn't get drafted. He got. I think he he signed with the Nets, and I don't know if he has a two way contract with them or not. But I'm pretty sure that's the case. Either that he's with their G League affiliate for the Nets. Yeah, but yeah, but that success translates to success on the recruiting trail. You know, they say, hey, look at these players that we developed into NBA or close to NBA, you know, caliber players. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, you can make money overseas. I mean, Scott Bamforth is another guard. If you go back a few years, who's playing in Spain and and just doing really well over in Spain making money and so they can and so they can recruit these these guards that are talented guards and convince them hey I mean yeah I know we're not a big a big program compared to you know these these teams back east but I mean we can you know we can develop you into into what you want to become and this is where uh you know guards come to be successful you know and you know and Dame Lillard's a big big testament to that but uh as far as I, I think the biggest thing about Randy is uh just his loyalty to to Weber State I mean recent it was a couple of years ago was it one or two years ago? I don't know, but he signed an eight-year contract with Weber State, and, and to, yeah, and these days that's just unheard of. And talking to him about it, it's it's like you know what? Every year we have a shot at least at competing at a at a Big Sky title, and to me that's more important than 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 making money. And you know he he was so he was he was uh up at Utah State for a long time with Stu Morrill, and uh, one of the, right. the big pieces of advice that Stu gave him was you know don't chase the money. He took that advice, and and you know, he, obviously, he's he's not going to make as much money as he would elsewhere, even in the state of Utah. But he's winning, you know. We, and Weber takes care of him, um, he, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, if if you're in a place where you can win, I mean, and you know, a head coach is going to get paid well regardless. I mean, yeah, he's not making millions of dollars, but he's taken care of. You know, he's you know, yeah, he he is the highest paid employee at Weber State, and so they're you know they've done their part to to take care of him. And, and he showed that loyalty. I'm, and I guarantee you that he's had opportunities to uh, uh, to go elsewhere, and he has turned them down because he likes what he has here at Weber. It's it's low key. It's um, you, you know the media. It's not a media frenzy. I'm pretty much the only guy that bugs him, and so um, on a regular basis. Anyway, every now and then you right. get other guys from Salt Lake coming up. But yeah, I'm. But basically, yeah, you know, I, I'm the guy that he sees the most, which isn't too bad for him, I guess. I don't know. It's fine for me because no, I get that sounds like a winning combination to me. That sounds all right. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. It's great, he, and he's really accessible. He, he's he's great. But um, but yeah, I just think because he's been there for so long and he's established the pro, you know, the 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 dominance that he has, that it just it just breeds more success, and you're going to find people who are going to want to play there because they can see that it's a winning culture and that you know, other players have gone there and been successful. You know, it sounds like a very similar model to the Gonzaga model, where if you ask Coach Few, you know, what has been your success? How have you had the sustained success over, you know, almost 20 years going now, where they've made the tournament a number of those years in a row and had a couple deep runs and go to the championship game last year? And his answer always comes back to exactly what you just said. It comes back to program stability. Yeah. Like as long as there's stability in the program, we are going to be successful. And it sounds like Coach Ray and Weber State have that in place now. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's a mistake that like the success has followed after that stability within the program. Totally agree. Bring us into the practice uh, floor. Bring us into the locker room. Bring us into, you know, maybe a huddle if you can. The, the Big Sky teams are always tough. They're undervalued. They play the game the right way. What are some of the characteristics of this Wildcat team? Are they a legit threat? to win this, the title again this season with like seven new players, you know, including Frosh and transfers in the program. What's the vibe of the program? What's the vibe of this particular team? And, and, and get, take us into the lineup a little bit. How, how is this all going to work? You know, it's an interesting question because like you said, you know, there are a lot of new faces, but 
Coach Ray said that this team is probably one of the most connected. That's that those were his words, connected teams that he's had since he's been here. Meaning that the guys just really gel together well. They get along, uh, you know, on and off the court, and just you know, really love playing for each other. They're optimistic about this season. I mean, like like I said, I mean, every year they want to compete for a Big Sky championship, and this year's no different. There's going to be some growing pains, I think. You know, with with a, you know, he's going to have four freshmen playing, and so. Right. You know, there's the the learning curve of learning the offense. But with that said, he's kind of he's he's changing up his offense a little bit this year. You know, it's it's been very structured to this point. You know, he came from Utah State, just Stu Moral offense. I mean, it, it's it's um you know what what he's done and and it's been successful. And he's and he's not throwing the bo- playbook completely out of the window. I mean, he's keeping a lot of uh, what's worked for him. But he's also encouraging and providing his players with with a more uh, excuse me, more free flowing offense just so that they can get out there and have fun, just move the ball around and look for the open guy and make a play. And so that, those, yeah, that's, that's how it's been described to me anyway. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure there's more structure to it than that, but, but yeah, so it, it's going to be an interesting season. I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm interested to see how it pans out. I, um, just because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it's interesting that they're, they're, going to be introducing a little bit of a, of a new offense. Um, but I, everybody's pretty big on Burkott Chapman. You know, uh, I, I, he's going to be a hard person to stop just because he's so big and so quick and so versatile. But even if you double him, you got weapons all around him. We've right. gone down the list. Um, you know, Jarek Harding, a guard, you know, uh, Ryan Richardson, shooting guard. And, you know, Dusty Baker's going to play a little bit of the three. Then, you know, Burkott and then Zach down low. So they're a balanced team. The, the issue right now a depth a little bit. They got a couple of guys who are dinged up. Um, Riley Court, who was, went to Pleasant Grove High here in Utah, came off of his LDS mission. Yeah, that's those two-year missions. And so he's still trying to get back in the swing of things. And he tried to push himself a little too hard and he injured his hamstring. So he's out. He's a shooting guard that's out. And then you got Jordan Dallas, who is kind of nursing an, a knee injury right now. He'll he'll be he'll be back sometime. I'm pretty sure he'll be back before a big sky play, but but he's out. So right now, you know, there's a little bit of depth issues, um, especially down low. Uh, Mike Kozak is another one who uh, you know came from overseas. I think he's from Finland, uh, Finland or the Czech Republic. I don't know, one of the two. They get they got two foreign guys, and so it's 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 definitely a lot of new faces. But you know, some of them are dinged up. I think that's going to be the biggest issue. At, you know, towards the beginning is you know a down low specifically because. Uh, Mike Kozak plays a powerful. He's been playing a little bit of the four and the five, and so um, having him out a little bit is 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 going to be you know a little hard for the for the depth and everything. So you hate when you can go into a season and you have like like you mentioned like this optimistic outlook and and they're thinking of challenging for another Big Sky title and yeah. you feel like the lineup is in place and but then you have to deal with. Uh, nursing all these injuries. That's like the last thing you want to do as a coach or as a coaching staff or even as a as a program and a team. You don't you don't want to be you don't want to have not have your full complement of weapons at hand at season start. That that that's got to be one of the, uh, a huge bugaboo for all these coaches getting started with the season. Do me do me one more favor here, uh, Brandon, if sure. you can. How much purple is in D Evans Arena for a home game? for the Wildcats are, are people getting behind this team due to the recent success that they've had? Like how crazy is it in there? And, and give us a little thumbnail sketch of like what a, a Weber state home game is like. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the best home advantage in the big sky bar none. Like it, it's not even close. You look at the attendance numbers. It is not even close. Um, and I think they've seen a steady increase as well. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure 
that has been a, a pretty consistent on the on the rise. Um, it, it's not the it's not the best home court advantage in the state of Utah, but right. you know with B, BYU, Utah, Utah State. Um, but it's definitely you know it it, it, it it gets loud in there, especially towards the end of the season when there's a little more to play for, and especially for the in-state games. I mean, you, you look at a, a Friday's game against Utah State. It's going to be loud, and uh, a lot of people are going to be in there for that one. So um, it, it's a fun atmosphere, man. I mean, it, it's the best arena in the Big Sky. I mean, the D Event Center, it's such a classic place to play basketball. I mean, I, this is the 40th anniversary of it being built this year, and so it, that's another special aspect to it. So it, it, it's cool. It gets loud in there, and, and when it gets really loud, it's, it's a lot of fun. The fans do show up. You know, Weber State is very much a basketball school, although their football program is – doing very well this year that's yeah they're probably, doing they're doing all right <laughs> yeah yeah so um you know it, it, it's a basketball school and um yeah it's it's a lot of fun to watch basketball inside the inside the d event center uh, when it gets when it gets in there i mean it doesn't sell out i mean it's a huge arena it doesn't sell out uh, very right. often but people show up people show up and and uh, they're loud Utah, I find, is very similar to New Mexico. Utah, Utah just loves their basketball. I mean, there is no getting around it. No matter what team you're going to back, it's they are very passionate about their hoops. Brand, let's get you out of here on, on, on this one. You know, you mentioned a couple of the games on the schedule. We've got a, a game against uh, Utah State coming up right away. Uh, we have Iona. Um, you got Fresno State with their mm-hmm. uber talented backcourt. Speak a little bit about the the Wildcats' early season schedule and the opportunities that are there for them. Are they going to take advantage of these? Are these winnable games? How do you see the a couple of these games playing out for Weber State uh, early on? Well, kind of what's been the the trend for Weber State is prior to conference play, they they're still trying to figure things out and they're not firing in all cylinders. But then once they get into conference play, then they start playing really well. But I hopefully with this new offense that changes. So I think and you know any game is is going to be winnable. But I, I don't know with with how many new faces there are and you know trying to get get these guys to learn a new offense. Um, I think they you know like they have in the past, they're still going to find themselves on the short end of of. Uh, of close games, but they're going to show promise in those games. Right. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I mean, another big one on, uh, I think it's the 19th of uh, next month of December, Pepperdine's going to come to the D event center and that'll be big for Weber state fans. Cause uh, uh, Rand, coach, coach Ray's told me that he's had a hard time trying to get teams to come play him in oh, Ogden yeah. just, just because of the environment that I was talking about. But you know, they made a deal with Pepperdine and you know, they played them last year and probably should have beat them on the road. Uh, but now they'll host them, you know, um, in the middle of next month. And so it'll be a lot of fun. You know, they, there's definitely a lot of opportunities to make some noise early. And um, I, I think the opportunities will be there and they'll be capable of making them. But I, I, I would not be surprised if they do find themselves on the short end of a couple of those games, just because, like I said, you know, you got a lot of new guys trying to learn new offense. And so it'll be, there's going to be some growing pains there. Yeah. It seems like trying to integrate that many different uh, new faces uh, whether it be freshmen, transfers, guys from overseas, that is always the toughest job. And that's how, why these coaches earn this amount of money. They earn their money trying to get these guys on the same page early on in the season. Brandon, we just want to say thank you so much for giving us a, a, a few minutes here and catching us up on Weber State. Uh, again, you can catch Brandon, uh, follow him on Twitter, at Brandon Garside, uh, capital B, capital G. And don't forget to check out uh, Brandon's Facebook page and also check out the Standard Examiner Facebook page if you want to catch up on anything related to Weber State, even if you're a football fan. Like you heard, you heard Brandon say, their football team is, is balling out too. Brandon, thanks for a couple of minutes. Enjoy the start of the season. I know that we're getting excited for the start of the season. So please enjoy the start of the season and, and go Wildcats. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.